Hello and welcome to another episode of the Hope Mindful Compassion Show. My name is Paul Garrigan and I look after the mindfulness program here at Hope. My name is Sarah Clitheroe and I'm a counsellor here at Hope. Welcome, Sarah. So what we thought we would talk about today is recovery rituals. What exactly are recovery rituals? Recovery rituals are something that you implement into your life on a daily, weekly or monthly basis to help you progress into recovery. And what, what, can you give me some examples? Certainly, yes. So a lot of people in recovery in the morning, for example, might do prayer and meditation or they might read spiritual readings and just sit with themselves and just connect with a higher power of sorts and to get them ready for the day ahead. And so, and can I include like basically anything that's kind of healthy for you? Definitely, yes. I mean, what's the, is there a difference between a, a habit and a, and a ritual? Yes. Yeah, so a habit is something like maybe for smoking, for example, and mm. you know it's considered a bad habit because it's bad for your health. Where if you have a ritual, it's something that's going to benefit you. It's something positive that's going to benefit you for your recovery. So it's more like a healthy, yeah. a healthy habit. A healthy habit, a healthy choice. And, and I suppose some of them will be very, maybe very unique to the individual. Definitely. So here at Hope we have uh, numerous counsellors who all um, are, have their own areas which they specialise in. Um, so the clients here are quite fortunate where they can get different you know, rituals and suggestions from the different members of staff. Uh, which I think is really, really cool. So they get a choice of, like, they can try something, and if it works for them, they can continue with that. Um, but as long as they're just trying, that's that's the main thing. Yeah, know? I was thinking as you say that, I mean, is it something that's kind of prescribed for the clients, or is it completely up to them which ones they, they choose? So here at Hope, we do offer meditation and mindfulness with yourself, Um but it is totally up to them what they choose. You know, there's exercise here as well. So this is all stuff they can start here, but then they can implement their own, their own kind of stuff. And could it, like, um, I suppose that, like, you'd want balance? Yes, definitely. With, with addiction, with addicts, you know, it's um, part of the illness is obsessive and compulsive behaviours. So it's about being mindful of, of that with regards to how excessive are we taking it you know are we taking it to the extreme or are we doing it you know just just enough to keep us on the straight and narrow for that day yeah it makes sense so you, you probably wouldn't want somebody say going for a run followed by the gym followed by two hours of skipping you probably want a bit more balanced and definitely safe. not maybe that in a week <laughs> but definitely not in a day so can you, why are these rituals important so in addiction you know it's it's no secret that mainly the habits of addiction is to take drugs, find ways to get drugs, how they're going to fund drugs. So now it's about swapping that on how I can get the best out of my recovery. You know, so the rituals are really important to help somebody stay clean on a daily basis. And, and could you sort of say, you know, that, that someone could still sit, stay clean and not have these healthy rituals, or would that be much more of a struggle? I mean, there's nothing saying that they can't stay clean, but. Mm the quality of their recovery you know it's there's evidence out there people out there know people myself you know and if they don't implement some form of ritual on a daily basis they don't have a good quality of recovery so what's the difference than say somebody okay like why is a ritual better than say doing something new and different every single day because you be, you get more awareness around yourself. So doing something 
on a daily basis, i.e. meditation, learning to sit with yourself, sit with your feelings, um, than trying something different every day, you're not actually fulfilling that, you're not actually getting to the end of it, if there is an end, you know, you're not actually... Um, trying something out because again in addiction you know we fleet from partner to partner or you fleet from house to house town to town and you're never actually sitting still and that's part of the problem so to actually you know become connected with these rituals you can become more connected within yourself but would there be a time when you would kind of say I need to let go of that particular ritual Possibly, yeah, definitely, you know, somebody might be doing mindfulness, for example, and it might not work for them anymore, so they might tip over to like more of a, a, different, a different kind of meditation or um, a type of exercise, they might have an injury, you know, so they might have to change it then, you know, they might have a baby or, you know, life might happen, so they might have to chop and change. But, but so, but I mean, obviously, would that need to be more than just... You know, if something gets hard, you stop it, or something becomes, you have a bad day doing you should you just stop? I mean, when, when would the person know that it's time to sort of let go of a ritual? Because, I mean, you can have a bad day, or maybe even two bad days of doing anything. Mm. Like, say, something like, you know, the, the gratitude, the gratitude is great, but maybe, you know, a person knows what I've done with the last two days, and I didn't really enjoy it. I mean, is that good enough reason to say stop it? Personally, I don't think so. It's a good enough reason to. It's to look at what's actually going on for that person. So look at the different areas of your life, you know, your family, physical health, mental, emotional, and look at the different areas of your life and as to why that's not working the same anymore and maybe tweak it a bit. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing stopping somebody from changing a ritual as long as they are being open-minded about changing the ritual. So it's probably more about doing it for the right reason. Definitely, right yeah. Reason. And, I mean, by speaking to people, I mean, we recommend here at Hope, you know, that they go to meetings and they surround themselves with like-minded people. And would you, would you classify that as a ritual? Definitely, yeah. You know, that is something that... Um, it's very important for people in recovery to surround themselves with like-minded people so that if they are having this bad day with gratitude for two days in a row, they can speak to somebody like-minded around it who might have the answers for them. It might be that they've come to the end of the road with the gratitude and they might want to implement something else, but without bouncing that off like a sponsor or a therapist or a like-minded person... You know, it's it's important that we get other people's experiences around. And if your ritual has well. changed over time, yes, definitely. Because now you're in recovery, aren't you? I am. Yes, I've been in recovery now for two and a half years, um, and my rituals. I've just started implementing meditation on a daily basis. Where at the beginning I did it as and when, uh, but now I'm more consistent with that, and I feel a lot more at peace with myself in regards to. Yeah. And how different would you say your rituals now at two and a half years are compared to when you, you first um, entered recovery? Are so, they pretty similar? I mean, or what are they kind of... There's a lot of things that have stayed the same. So once a week I speak to my sponsor. Um, in the morning I pray. I hand my will and my life over to a higher power. Um, I read spiritual readings, but I'm very open-minded, like with yoga... Um, I'm exercising at the moment, you know, and I'm trying different things because sometimes I can get a bit stuck, like we say, when, you know, a ritual's ended. So maybe it's not the ritual's ended. Maybe I just need to implement something else into my life. And would you say you're doing more more of these rituals now yes. than you were in the beginning or less? I would say I'm doing more 
Um, as, a, as a number, as a number of rituals? Yeah, definitely. So for me, um, I haven't really exercised throughout my recovery due to a back injury, but now my back's a lot better. I can now start implementing exercise because I know it's good for my, my health, I know it's good for my, my head. Um, so yeah. And would you say that's the common progression that people tend to do more rather than less of these rituals over time? I think that's down to the individual. But in my experience and speaking to a few um, women over the last few weeks, um, I have picked up more rituals by speaking to them. So by being here at Hope, away from the UK, away from my recovering community, I've had to pick up some more tools. Um, And would it be a danger of someone picking up too many rituals? Oh, definitely, yeah. So we can then distract with these rituals, um, as opposed to just doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, and then again, it can come, become an obsession. Yes, I'm going to say. It could just be distracted yeah. purely on rituals. It can become a dark. It can be a dark side to the rituals. Yeah, of definitely. You know, and we need to be mindful of that stuff. You know, clients need to be mindful that, you know, it's about the balance, getting the balance right. So eating healthily, that can be a ritual. Having three meals a day because somebody might walk through the door from addiction into hope, who didn't eat you know they yeah. didn't shower you know that could be part of a ritual Hi- could a ritual become hygiene. an addiction it, there's nothing stopping a ritual becoming become an addiction and that's why it's important to with your awareness and being honest around your thoughts and your feelings on a daily basis with somebody that you trust so you know if you are being obsessive and you know if you are if you're not doing enough you know and it's really important to communicate that and what would the danger in that be in in having an obsessive ritual why would that be a problem well anything that an addict can do to take to the extremes can be quite dangerous for them um, because they solely we solely focus on that one thing and we miss out on all the other good stuff so if I'm solely focused on exercise and it's becoming really dark and obsessive I'm missing out on the prayer the meditation the helping others I'm missing out on all that stuff and I'm, but mainly I'm missing out on the present moment my mind can become consumed with these obsessive thoughts and I'm missing out on all the other good stuff all the other healthy stuff um, so it's a red flag definitely but as long as there's some balance there I mean they, 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 rituals are kind of good we don't want to put people off them either do we? <laughs> definitely not I mean rituals for me if I haven't done my rituals over the last two and a half years I wouldn't be where I am today Sure. and I mean is there any advice you can give somebody for trying to establish these rituals like how how do you um, stay committed to them how do you how do you make it a how do you get that motivation to do something every day? So for me, remembering how bad it was, remembering how bad my addiction was. Um, that's is like a, the stick. That's the stick, yeah. So that for me is my biggest motivator. What's um, the carrot? Sorry? What's the carrot? The carrot. Oh, right, yeah. So the carrot for me is just having peace of mind, being happy and content within myself, being able, having the ability to help other people who are struggling with addiction for me is like one of the biggest, um, yeah, it's the biggest rewards of my recovery. Um, um, would you say it's helpful to have some sort of some type of accountability in regards to these rituals and how would you do that? In respect? In respect to this, so, so like some sort of accountability in that you know if you can, like some sort of if you make a commitment to them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, knowing just that I pray on a daily basis, that I read my literature on a daily basis, that's for me and my recovery. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm accountable for if I'm giving 
for example, my clients, you know, to do X, Y, and Z as a suggestion, and I'm not doing it myself, it's a bit like, okay, so I'm accountable for the clients when I'm giving them, okay, so try journaling, you know, and then that's going to lead them to an inventory, you know, and just keeping a check on the thoughts and feelings. So I'm definitely accountable in this arena for my, yeah. for my rituals and for my recovery because I help other people Makes along sense. the way, yeah. So what's your favourite recovery ritual? At the moment, it's meditation. Um, that's really helping. Um, just keep keeping myself grounded. Um, but speaking to my sponsor, that is just the highlight of my week. You know, she receives my inventories every single night. My inventory is another amazing ritual that I do because I'm looking at myself on a daily basis. At the end of the day, I'm putting my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, how I handled the day. Did I help somebody else? You know, and I'm keeping a check on myself. So when I speak to my sponsor once a week, you know, she'll give me a good check in of, oh, maybe try this, maybe do this. Oh, you're doing great there. And it's just. It may, it may be the same answer, but I mean, what, what recovery ritual would you say has had the, the most profound effect on you? That led to the biggest change? Um, building a relationship with my higher power, prayer, definitely handing my will over to the universe, as I call it. You know, for me, not to do that and to run on my own self-will um, can be quite dangerous as an addict. You know, I need to keep a check on myself and, yeah, just build a relationship with a higher power. It's not all about me. <laughs> and finally, are there any resources you could recommend for, you know, that anyone interested in, in sort of establishing these sort of daily rituals like any sort of books any websites anything like that definitely so for meditation if you go onto YouTube and you just type in the search bar guided meditation meditation for sleep there's literally hundreds of thousands on there there's a really cool app called Insight Timer um, again you can meditate with people all over the world which is pretty cool um, that's a really good one you've also got a lot of literature through mutual aid so you've got AA the daily reflections book which talks about you know have you done any exercise or it talks about meditation prayer healthy eating you know some of the readings are about that um, you've got NA just for today and you've also got their big books which is AA big book which is the blue big book and you've got how it, why and how it works uh, the big book basic text as well from NA that's brilliant. I think you've got you've offered great some great advice there, and hopefully we'll have you back on this on here again soon. Thank you, Paul.